Welcome to Podcasts, recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Happy Sunday, everyone. So glad you're joining us today. You know, a couple of months ago in January, we, we launched the idea of us acting on behalf of spirit. We spent a couple of weeks talking about how spirit gets spirit's job done in the human realm largely through us humans. And so when we, when we look to God to make our lives better, when we look to God to make the planet better, at least as it affects humans, most of that work gets through us, through our own divine gifts, through God working through us, even as Laura Berman claimed in the, the song that she so beautifully sang today. So we've picked a book called One World One Heart by Marilyn Mills to help us focus in on this idea of what are my gifts to give to the world? How do I actually act on behalf of spirit in my own life, in the lives of other people? How do I bring this message of of power and love and joy and peace out into the world to truly make this a world that works for everyone? And so I'll I'll read for you the promise of the book. This comes from chapter one and page one. She says, all of us come here with two deeply embedded and innate desires. One is to express our true, authentic, spiritual selves. And so you might think of that as what is our gift to give? What is that essence of who I am and why I'm here? And then she also says, the second reason we're here is to truly and deeply give and receive love. And so I I love that as a premise, a whole book really focused around two goals. One, to allow our, our true essential selves to be fully expressed in healing the planet, in, uh, in making this a better place, and then to love and be loved. And we'll discover in the weeks to come how closely those two things actually work together. That when we're expressing our love, of course, that's when we make the most impact. When we're open to receiving love, that acts as a ripple effect throughout the world. Where I want to start, though, today is the idea of what is our gift to give? What is it that is in ourselves that we might want to share? And, you know, I, I think uh, there there's some, some biblical things here that I want to talk about for just a minute. I, I think sometimes when we view ourselves as acting on behalf of Spirit, we think it has to be in that kind of Moses way or in that, that, that kind of uh, building the ark or something, that there has to be some amazing... T- you, you know, it's like I'm not Mother Teresa, right? Uh, we don't have time to devote our entire lives to rounding up animals <laughs> two by two and building an ark. And, and I don't think that that's necessary. I don't think that's the point of the idea of us having gifts to give. I think it's more on a day-by-day gift-giving opportunity. You know, what is, what is the gift that I have to give right now to the people that are in my lives right now? Now, of course, it may go beyond that. We may have a, an idea that's bigger than that. We may wish to be that consummate altruist that's, uh, that's out working in the world and doing things more on the edge of humanity. Maybe we want to be a doctor without borders or, or something that lights up the world in that bigger way. 
Uh, but for most of us, I think simply having the clarity of choosing our actions and how we show up on a day-to-day basis, working towards our most authentic selves, really what we have to give in an authentic and loving way, I think that's more than sufficient. If, if even probably 20% of the planet were so motivated, oh my gosh, the way that the world would be different. Can you imagine if, if uh, even 20 or 30% of the population on a regular basis always treated each other with kindness, always stood up for peace, was always there to do something to bring more love or more life or more wholeness into the world? Today, I would like to focus on that idea and even add to it a bit. Some of you probably know what your life's purpose is. Some of you probably have done this kind of exercise before. But what I'd like to do is guide you for just a few minutes in a visioning around your life's purpose, what your life is here to give to other people. And so if you're willing, I invite you just to close your eyes. Just close your eyes and get comfortable. Know with me that there is only one power and one presence, this one life. And of course, it is filled with love and peace, with joy and beauty. All good is present in this, this, one, this one infinite supply and source of all. I know that means me, and I know it's true for everyone. Everyone acts on behalf of spirit to bring more of that light, of that love, of that joy into the world. And so for today, I I claim a, a greater vision, a greater idea of what each of us have as our individual impetus to make this planet better, to leave this planet in a, in a better shape than when we came to it. And so we begin by asking the first visioning question, what is spirit's highest vision for the gift that I give to humanity. So just allow uh, pictures and ideas, words, just allow them to float into your mind. Maybe symbols, maybe qualities of God. Just allow yourself to freely associate. What is Spirit's highest vision for my gift that I give to humanity? It might be as simple as, uh, as love. It might be as simple as wholeness. Just allow your mind to perhaps focus in on one or two of the gifts that perhaps only you can give in your particular and special way. What is Spirit's vision for my gift that I give humanity? Once again, allow yourself to have the pictures and words, the ideas and those sensations that may come to you when you think of you giving your gift to your friends, your family, your neighbors, to the world. Each of our gifts ripples out as it comes in contact with more and more people. It's how we make a difference through our gifts.
And now I'd like to ask a second question. You know, there, there can be barriers, uh, generally internal barriers, towards us fully giving these gifts that we have. And so I ask you, what must I release? What old ways of being, what constraints, what limitations must I release in my own mind to truly give my gift? Is it a fear of not doing it right? Is it, uh, is it thinking that you don't have the time or the resources? Let, let us release anything that stands in the way of us giving our gift. So we ask, what must I release? We ask and we listen to spirit. What old beliefs or patterns in my life do I release in order to be this, this high container of, of love or peace, of joy? What must I release? And let's ask one more question. If, if you could summarize your gift to give in just one word, what would that be? What spiritual principle might you embrace that would make all the difference? Is it love? Is it joy? Is it abundance? Is it wholeness? What gift that you have on offering here today, if you could summarize it in just one or two words, what would that be? What is your gift? What is Spirit doing through you into the world that makes all the difference? We ask and we listen. Well, it is with great gratitude that I acknowledge this time of visioning, this time of, of words and ideas coming to me around my life's purpose, around my gifts to give. With gratitude, I, I just release this time of visioning. I let it be, and so it is. I'd like to read from the New Testament of Matthew. This is Matthew 5.15. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden, and neither do people light a lamp and hide it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others. So clearly the master teacher Jesus was telling us that, that this gift that we have, this light that we shine, this, this way of God moving through us and as us into the world is, is not something that we need to hide we may be bold with it. We may be adventurous with it. It can, it can be used to put us through our comfort zone and out into the world that brings our love, our light, our joy out into the world. 
Now, some of you I know may have gone through processes similar to this and think, well, okay, so I do stand for love or I do stand for peace, but I'm not quite sure how to implement that. I'm not quite sure on the human realm because this is about God moving through us and, and, and God, you know, has those qualities of God in capital letters, right? And it's a little hard for us to get our humanness around, well, what does global peace look like? How do, would I fit into that? And so I did and you can pull it up on our website, I did come up with a handy little chart of God qualities and how people can implement them in the world. And so if you go to cslportland.org right on the, the, the page there, or if you're tuning in later, it's also will be present on our, on our podcast pages. It's just a little download that you can map some of those qualities of God in some of the ways that you can show up in the world. So, so for instance, if, if maybe what came to you was God acting through you on behalf of beauty, just be aware that in the human realm, beauty can take the form of allure, of grace, of style, of attractiveness, of aesthetics. It can involve our full creativity and so on. So, so just, uh, just some ideas of how you can go from that larger concept of equality of God into something that is more human-focused or human-related, showing you ways that you can bring that quality of God into the world we've visioned for this idea of our gift. We've visioned for this idea of, uh, of our gift to give. We've come up with a, a God quality. And then we've had a little bit of a, a chance, maybe if you use that worksheet, to see how that might show up in your life, how you can be that emissary for God in the world. But why is this important? Why is knowing what our gift to give, why, why is that so important? I think a lot of times we have the idea, well, uh, if I'm just being my authentic self, isn't that enough? Do I have to put a name on it? Do I have to, to see it as a mission that I'm on? And there are actually three different reasons that I do recommend doing visioning from time to time. Your mission on this planet can actually change over time. I recommend uh, honing in or, or, or uh, pinpointing that more clarity around what your gift to give to the world is. Because of three reasons. One, we can give it more attention and allow ourselves to experience more of it. And so from the book, you'll remember, she said that's our purpose, to continually be self-expressing those gifts. And if we don't really know what they are, if there isn't a certain amount of clarity, we'll know uh, around uh, wholeness. And that means I, I not only uh, work out and eat good food, but you know I help people around me that are interested in that kind of thing. It provides a, a kind of a focus for you. So that's the first thing. But also when we know about it, we begin to build a greater mental equivalent into it. You'll remember last month, we talked about the science of mind idea of a mental equivalent. And that's having a picture in our mind that's, that has some level of detail in it. And that when we have a mental equivalent, oh my gosh, God does just about everything within God's power to fulfill that vision in our mind. And so again, if the word of God that is, is in you is around power, then the idea of building a mental equivalent of what power looks like in your life and how you can use your authentic power, we build up that mental equivalent. And oh my gosh, it's like not only, not only are our own personal mind, body, and spirit in alignment, but then the mental equivalent, we're putting God on our side as well. 
that amazing alignment is, is what does get some fabulous things done in the world. We're in agreement with our thoughts, with our actions, with our emotions, and then we've involved our higher power in it as well. Oh my gosh. The third reason, though, that knowing what our mission on the planet is important is that we can put our words, thoughts, emotions, and actions, all of it, all of it, in a kind of a loose plan. Now, last week, you'll remember, we talked about the idea of having a plan. It doesn't have to be a full-blown thing. Even, even when, uh, even when Noah was constructing the ark, right? It didn't come fully into the plan all at once. It was just, just the next step. And so here, when we, when we take what our, our global mission is, when we know that we're here standing on behalf of peace, really all we need to begin planning for is just what is the next step towards that. Is it reading more about global peace? Is it seeing what uh, philanthropists are like who are already working on this notion of global peace? Is it perhaps taking a workshop or going back to school to learn about mediation or ways of creating peace between two people. It's only just that next step that you really need to do some planning around. And having clarity around what your gift to give is, of course, will give you the clues about that that next step. So again, the three reasons for knowing what our gift is, the importance of that, is we can give it more time and attention, of course. That's, that's just aligning our own uh, day-to-day activities to see that we're in alignment with it. We can build a more robust mental equivalent so that we can really harness the power of God. And then third, we begin that idea of little by little taking the next step and the next step, putting it into action. So today we've talked about the two main features of this book, the idea of self-expression, that each of us is here to be our authentic selves, and in many ways our, our mission is just to become more and more and more who we are. And then the second part of it is to love and be loved. The other thing that we talked about today is uh, how do we know what our mission of life is? What is our gift to give? You know, I'll share with you an experience that we do in the foundations class. If any of you have taken foundations, I think it's in week number six. We've gotten to know each other a little bit through the first five or six weeks. And in week six, we each put a piece of blank paper on our back. We tape it onto our back, give everyone a marking pencil. And everyone has a chance to write on each other's back what they view their unique gifts and talents are. And I think what's so interesting is sometimes people get startled, really startled at how much people absorb of who they really are. This is what we're talking about when we talk about our gifts to give. What I've seen written on people's backs in that exercise is fabulous parent. I've seen people write on there, a creative genius. I've seen people write on there, the biggest heart I've ever met. And these are the truths that even relative strangers can pick up on on a fairly short period of time. It is true that God, whether you know it or not, is already working through you, 
helping you to become more of who you are, more of who you represent, more of what you're here on behalf of spirit to do in the world. Let us today begin examining our gifts. Let us today begin thinking more about what it is I have to do on the planet. And and again, it can start with something as small and concise as just one of those qualities of God. You can just say to yourself, well, am I more about love? Am I more about wholeness? So on and so forth. And how, how does that show up? How am I acting on behalf in that particular way? We've also learned that our awareness of our purpose allows spirit to bring the resources that we need to bear. When we're clear about what we want to do in the world, when we have clarity and a mental equivalent of us giving our gift, oh my gosh, suddenly all the crooked ways are made straight. All the uh, essential needs that we have to get that accomplished suddenly become available to us. Well, I do have a bit of homework for you today, and you can probably guess what it is. Ask yourself, what is my spiritual purpose? What is my light to shine? What is my gift to give to the world? And I want to close with another quote from the book and a prayer. So this is uh, from the ending of these first few chapters. She says, our missions can change as we go through life because we're continually growing as spiritual beings. All missions are valuable because they help us express our unique gifts. Contrary to how it looks or feels at times, there is no pass or fail in life. There is only progress. There is only progress on our own unique spiritual path. We're all here to love, and we're all here to learn and grow as spiritual beings. That's why being here is such a gift to ourselves, our family, and the world. We all have a capacity for greatness, and when we discover and share those gifts, we fulfill our legacy as we heal the planet. Let us pray. There is one power, there is one presence, there is one life, there is one source of beauty and peace. There is only the infinite abundance of God. All of these qualities of spirit in infinite supply present always and available to all. And I know that means me. I know that my essential gift that I give is God moving through me, acting on behalf of of one of those qualities of spirit. I'm grateful for this. And I'm grateful in knowing that each of us has a place at the table. Each of us brings to bear our unique flavor and, and unique set of talents and gifts and joys. It's here for ourselves, of course. It is part of our mission to enjoy our own lives, but also to act on behalf of Spirit. And so for today and the next day and the day after, I know we each become a little more aware of those gifts that we have to give outwardly to the world. I give thanks for this. I let it be. And so it is. Thank you so much for being here today. What a pleasure to have you online. I know some of you will be tuning in later on our YouTube channel or or perhaps on an audio podcast. I did mention a, a worksheet, and if you look at the notes that go with your podcast or your video uh, version of this, there'll be the link if you do want to download that little worksheet. 
Now is our time of conscious giving. I invite you to take your gift or your tithe. I know many of you right during the service log on to our website at cslportland.org. If you go to cslportland.org slash donate, there are a variety of ways that you can contribute to our worldwide ministry. Um, we accept credit cards, uh, PayPal accounts. Of course, our address is there too. Uh, we definitely accept good old-fashioned checks in the mail. Thank you so much for contributing to the Center for Spiritual Living. Truly, our worldwide ministry thanks you always. Thank you so much for participating with today. It's always our pleasure, and whether you're joining us in real time on Facebook Live or whether you catch up later with us on our YouTube channel or one of our audio podcasts, such a pleasure to have you with us. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.